0: Welcome to the Sisterhood & Co podcast. I'm your host, Harriet Blevins. This podcast is designed to empower, educate, and encourage women of all ages and stages of life in their walk with God. Our goal and intent is to provide you with the best content and topics relevant to your lives as Christians. We will have conversations with other leaders all along the way and discuss topics all of us want and need to hear. I'm so happy you're here, and I hope you enjoy the journey with me. Hello, beautiful people. Thank you for joining me on today's episode of the Sisterhood & Co. podcast. My name is Harriet Blevins, and I'm so happy you're here today. As always, I want to thank you for your time. I know there are a million other things you could be doing, so I appreciate your willingness to join me today. As always, I want our time together to feel like we are mid-conversation with one another. So over the last three episodes, we've been diving deep into the topic of transition and change. But this week, we're going to talk about metamorphosis. The first week, I gave you the definition of metamorphosis. It's actually two words, meta meaning to change and morpha meaning shape. So it literally means to change shape. Today's message may seem a little bit different. It's a little bit Less Bible study ish and maybe a little bit more prophetic for some of you, and I hope you're okay with that. I have talked about this in weeks past, but I think it's important to revisit it again in detail. It is from a prophetic word that I heard about a year ago, and it still echoes in my heart and my spirit today. So I'm going to break it down. All through this topic of transition and change, we can see God's hand transitioning, walking us through loss and change through the waiting period, even when we don't know why, we are maybe like the butterfly as it is in the cocoon stage. If you think about metamorphosis, it hangs upside down in the letter J. And, you know, I'm sure when that butterfly is in the cocoon stage and it's hanging upside down in the letter J, that it just does not feel like itself that day. So when they are transitioning from caterpillar to butterfly, That letter J formation, as it hangs there, it is hanging there in order to let all the liquid, which is a red substance that looks like blood coming out of the cocoon, it allows all that liquid to dry. It doesn't look like anything what it really truly is, and it probably doesn't feel very normal to the soon-to-be butterfly. It's important to recognize the season that we are in. God actually expects his children to look around them and see what he is doing. In First Chronicles twelve thirty-two, we talk about this a lot at Sisterhood. But it says that from the tribe of Issachar, there were 200 leaders of the tribe with all their relatives. And all these men and women understood the signs of the times and they knew the best course for Israel to take. God wants you and I to be just like these tribes of Issachar, the sons of Issachar. And we can be like this. You have to believe that, that in this hour, God wants you and I to be like this, to understand what he is doing. So all of this change is happening during the time of transition and and change. So where do we go from here? I'm going to kind of um, move through the 12 steps to the new. I have already done a podcast on this. You can go back and listen to it if you want it to be more um, in-depth. But I'm going to hit these again just to remind everyone, the first step to the new season is not to be stuck in the old thing trying to make it look like the new thing. And that's what many of us do. We uh, start fighting what's new. We think we're in warfare. But it's not really warfare. It's actually the change and the growth and the increase that we've been praying for and looking for. So imagine if the butterfly, that little egg or that larva, if it began to fight what it was becoming. So you and I, we don't want to do that. We want to lay down our plans and pick up his plans, no matter how different it may look for us. And it literally may save our lives, uh, definitely our destinies and our purposes. Number two is to refuse to run ahead of God. Now, when we do this, I always say this we create something called Ishmael's in our own lives. Genesis 17 and 18 tells this story, and I'll briefly tell you here what it's about. Abraham and Sarah, they're promised a child by God. They wait, they wait, they wait, they get tired of waiting, and so they take matters into their own hands, and Sarah gives her handmaiden, Hagar, to um, Abraham, and they have a child, and that child is Ishmael. It is not the promised child from God. It It is a substitute. A counterfeit child. So instead of waiting for Isaac, they created Ishmael. So Ishmael's born, and it wasn't until years later that Isaac, the promised child from God, who was the father—you know, as Abraham was the father of Israel—that Isaac would be born, and that is how God began to expand His family on the earth. Do not birth an Ishmael in your season of transitioning and change. Just do not do it. We know um, that Ishmael is the father of the nation of Islam, which we know today. And so those two, Isaac and Ishmael, have always had enmity between them. And they always will. They absolutely always will. That's why when you pray for world peace, that really cannot ever truly happen on this side of heaven because the Isaacs and the Ishmaels are not. That that's biblically um, not ever going to happen. Number three, you want to reconcile your heart to challenges, hurts, frustrations, and disappointments. So all of us have had these. We've all been hurt. We've all had all kinds of frustrations and disappointments in our life, been challenged by things. Um, at, in the book of Psalms, I love to go to the book of Psalms, and we see David here is always crying out to God. Sometimes he's hurt. Sometimes he's frustrated. Sometimes he's disappointed. But he always lands in a place of worship by putting God in his rightful place. And you and I should do this. We should allow our hurts, our frustrations, our disappointments to draw our hearts to To God, not away from him. Number four, discern what you should give your yes to. This is really important because one of the enemy's favorite tactics is to get you and I running in a lane that was not intended for us. And when we do this, our change and our transition takes much longer than God ever first intended for us. It's like we are on a trip and we get off the wrong exit ramp. And what happens is we end up in a place that we weren't intending to go. We're just off on the side of the road in this weird location. See, the areas God has for our yes, they will always lead us in peace and not striving. So really be discerning about what you give your yes to. It's very powerful. Number five, realize that this isn't the end of the road like it feels like. This is a new beginning, this is a new beginning for you. See, it's just like the Israelites. Sometimes it's hard to see the new. You know, that they had a hard time. When they when they left Egypt, it was awesome because they weren't, you know, under their taskmasters anymore, but they were having a very hard time latching on to the new vision while they're just walking around the desert, you know, for 40 years. It was hard. We tend to only see endings, but up ahead there is always a new beginning. Number six, recognize you're in a tune-up. God is adding new oil to you. He's refreshing you. He's recalibrating your system. You are actually level, leveling up. You are not becoming less. You know, when... um. If you've ever studied anything about the anointing, you, you know the, the picture of a shepherd anointing the sheep. He takes the balm, he takes the oil, and he rubs it into their head, around their ears, their eyes, their nose. He adds new oil to them to refresh them. It protects them from the enemy. When the flies want to come and, and drive them crazy and lay eggs in their ears and all the different things, they can't get to them because the oil is there. You know, that's what happens They're not, the shepherds don't do that To, um, you know make the sheep become less they're actually protecting them so they can become all they need to be number seven fall out of love with the persona and the reputation you had in your last season I mean you know you may have just come through an amazing season and you may feel like I want to always hang on to that always you know I always want to stay and remain the high school quarterback or whatever it was you know that you were in your last season but trying to uphold an old image is only going to cause you pain and heart and wrestling of where God is trying to take you currently see it's like Queen Esther if you know the story in the Bible about Esther she had to actually lay down her persona and what was that persona she was an orphan but she could not become a queen she could not even go through the process of the becoming of a queen if she was going to hang on to being an orphan that whole time because she couldn't be both. She had to choose. And so the same is true for you and I. We have a choice and we have to choose. Are we going to stay in this place or are we going to allow God to take us to the new place? Number eight, pay attention to your dreams. Now, this is true, and I mean your literal dreams when you go to sleep. You never know um, if God will bring a fresh revelation when we posture ourselves to receive from him. Uh, Even do a word study if you have time this week in the Bible on dreams. And look at all the times that God used dreams to completely alter and change the direction of a person or even a national situation. It's very fascinating. Number nine, give yourself grace for the process. Be okay with the mess. Be okay with the unreconciled pieces for a while. Trust that God is putting everything precisely in its place for your life. Isaiah 12, 2 says, Behold, that means look. God is my salvation. I will trust and I will not be afraid, for the Lord is my strength and my song, and He has become my salvation. Giving grace to yourself is easier when you remind yourself who He is. Not who you are, but who He is. Number 10, decide that you will not stay in a rut of limited thinking. And use this time, this time of transition and change to break the old expectations that you may have put on yourself or other people may have put on you. And that allows you to begin to stir up wonder again. Many times our limited thinking causes us to to be victims, really. Uh, Survival kind of teaches us to batten down the hatches at times. But in this season that we are entering, God is calling us out of the bunker because we cannot be both a victim and a victor. We have to decide what we're going to be number 11 find your flow again you've had it before you can find it again Uh, don't get so used to just this monotonous way of life this form that you have uh, put in your life that you can't relinquish control and learn some new things now I've had to do this time and again in my life I'm doing it right now this whole podcasting thing is a brand new thing for me and I'm out of my comfort zone because I usually prefer to talk to a whole room full of people and right now. It's just me in the studio with Matt and Bailey. That's it. But we have to be willing to shake things up. We have to remind ourselves who we are and get going again. And we can do that. Number 12, your last one, find your tribe. God is sending a tribe to you. And in this, there will be unusual synergy. Now, what do I mean by synergy? The definition of synergy means combined action or operation so literally the term we are better together or stronger together is actually a proven scientific fact beware of long term isolation it is true that we have wilderness seasons just like jesus but those last days, those, those last for days, they do not last for weeks or years. Fight against that and find your people because God wants to send them to you even now. I want to now share a prophetic word with you about transfer. Uh, I heard this. It's called A Time to Transfer. It goes along with our transition and change topic. And I think you're really going to see where it applies to your life today. Uh, This is from a man, a a prophet who is in uh, Europe. His name is Craig Clooney. And he released this word sometime this fall. And I think it is a perfect... just, it's a perfect word for kind of where we are, uh, not just as a nation, just where we are in the kingdom of God in the earth today. So this is it. After a long season of transition, it's finally time to transfer into the new. There will be a trans- transfer of positions and jobs, a transfer of roles and responsibilities. A transfer of wealth and resources, a transfer of title and title deeds, a transfer of land and locations, a transfer of ownership and designation, a transfer of alliances and allegiances, a transfer of ministries and anointings. There will be no more in-between, no more limbo, no more confusion, no more wilderness, no more circling the mountain. It's now time to move. It's now time to cross over. It is now time to get established and to put down roots. You have been at the doorway, and now it's time to walk through the door. You have stood at the threshold, and now it's time to cross the line. You have seen the vision, now it's time to create the reality. You have drawn up the blueprints, and now it's time to build. No more pause. No more amber light, no more waiting, no more holding pattern, and no more delay. This is a time of transfer, a demarcation line in the spirit, a separation between what has been and what will be. You will exit the old and enter the new. You will walk out of one room and step into a new place and space. This is a clean break, a swift shift, a sudden change. It will happen so easily and naturally that you will be stunned. You'll even doubt that anything has actually changed. No pushing or forcing or fighting to break through. One minute here, next minute there. One minute this, next minute that. It seems too smooth and simple. You've gotten so used to the battle that you've forgotten how to enjoy victory. You've struggled for so long that you don't know how to rest. Ease and grace. Walk on through ease, and grace. Don't look back. You have everything you need. Don't second-guess yourself. You have been prepared. You are ready more than you realize. More ready than you realize. Recognize the moment. Sense the shift. Step through. This is a time of transfer. I hope this word encourages your heart and your spirit. I know that it does mine. And now I want to pray for each of you. Heavenly Father, we thank you for always leading us so well. Thank you for being a leader that we can follow wholeheartedly. Help us to be brave now. Help us to be willing to embrace the new thing you have for us. Help us to see and to know why the journey has been so long. We love you and we trust you. You are the kindest one we know. Help us all today to lean into the new places and to run with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, as always, I want to leave you with my tip of the day. This is something that I've been thinking recently a lot about. Have you ever heard someone say they want to retire early? This means at an age much younger than 65, which is the average age in America of retirement, that means they're planning on retiring from their work Uh, their job and not work anymore. Now, it sounds glorious, doesn't it? I mean, you know, days that are just open with no responsibility or work, no calendars to scramble around, no emails to answer. Over the last almost three years, we have seen a great decline in work. Many restaurants and small businesses weren't even able to operate because no one wanted to come back to work after the pandemic. Many restaurants you go into still have signs saying something like this, Please be kind to our staff. We are shorthanded and doing the best we can do. Something about that doesn't seem good. Why is that? I think that it goes all the way back to the beginning. See, man didn't start work at the fall. Man was given responsibility and dominion in the garden to tend and to cultivate what God had given to him. You see, I believe God knows that it makes us feel better to be productive with our lives, that our lives are are making a difference somehow. Even in heaven, I think we will be productive and so happy. I don't think we're just going to float around on the clouds like a Charmin tissue angel. I heard a quote recently that said, "...the decline of a desire to work steals from everyone." You know, when a massive subgroup of humanity stops working, it takes away from the whole. So today, stop and give thanks for your employment and your work. It comes with both responsibility and with blessing. I believe God wants us to enjoy our work, and that starts with gratitude. Okay, that's all I have for you today. Thank you again for joining me on today's episode of the Sisterhood and Co podcast. I look forward to being with you again soon. Go make your life awesome.